Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast where we remember and celebrate all things and everything classic TV. Uh, We are so sorry that we've been away for a little while. Uh, So much stuff has come up. Nothing bad. I'm very thankful to say. Thank God for that blessing. And then uh, we both have uh, had colds. Both of us. I didn't catch hers. I don't know where I caught mine. I think it's the weather. You know, the fluctuations in the weather have been insane. And as a result, we both got sick. So we are back today with a brand new episode for you. So thank you for joining us. Let's go ahead and get to it. Today, we're going to take a look at one of my all-time favorite TV shows in the 70s. One of my sister's favorites as well. What's happening? Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) which made its debut on ABC in 1976 and ran until 1979. Now, for those of you who don't know, What's Happening was based loosely, very loosely, I might add, from the movie Cooley High, which which was released in 1975. If you haven't seen Cooley High, you should definitely check it out. It's a really good movie. It's a cult classic, and um, you know it's, it's, it's a great soundtrack, all Motown. So yeah, it's definitely worth tuning into and watching if you've never seen it before. Now the characters in Cooley High definitely—I mean, they were not as, I guess, innocent as the guys on What's Happening were. Preach was the character who was like Raj on What's Happening. That Preach definitely got into way more trouble than Raj ever did. Roger Thomas, portrayed by Ernest Thomas, did get in trouble for things like shooting dice to buy his mother a birthday present, um, doing an underground newspaper at the school, um, scalping Stevie Wonder concert tickets. So Raj did stupid stuff, but I mean, Preach was doing things that got him in trouble with the law. So he was, like I said, definitely, uh, much more difficult to deal with than Raj. Now, Cochise was, that was supposed to be the rerun type character. In the film, Cochise is portrayed by Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, who was, you know, best known as being Washington and Welcome Matt Cotter. By the way, Preach was portrayed by, by Glenn Turman, who, if you watched A Different World back in the 80s and 90s, he was Colonel Taylor. Uh, Cochise was the really hot, good-looking basketball player. And, uh, you know, he and Preach, of course, were best friends. And then you had little Pooter. I can't remember the actor's name who portrayed him. That was the character more like Dwayne. Naive, uh, trying to keep up with uh, Preach and Cochise. Uh, but, you know, he was a good kid. And he really, like I say, was, uh, like I said, kind of a little bit naive and kind of goofy. So, yeah, that was your Dwayne. Anyway, there was a pilot shot for what's happening around 1975, early 76 for ABC. It's never been seen, not to my knowledge. Ernest Thomas was in that pilot. He was cast for anyone else for what's happening. Um, The pilot was definitely a lot darker than the TV show. It was a lot like the film. And so ABC decided they'd pass on that. They wanted something more lighthearted. They don't want anything too serious, too dramatic. They just weren't up for that. So that pilot was scrapped. The cast, except for Ernest Thomas, was scrapped. And they decided to write a new pilot for what's happening. And, of course, that's the TV show that we all love and remember. The interesting thing about it was, a lot of people don't know this either, 
character of Rerun was supposed to be a tall, skinny, white guy, kind of like Cochise in uh, Cooley High. But they wanted to bring diversity to the show, which, of course, you know, that was not a bad idea. But Fred Berry, who was a dancer on Soul Train, he was a member of the dancing group, The Lockers. He found out they were auditioning for what's happening. And he went in and he said, hey, I'm your rerun. Scrap who you wanted to hire. I'm your man. His audition went so well that they rewrote the character specifically for Fred Berry. And he was cast immediately. In the role of Dwayne Nelson, we had Haywood Nelson portray that particular part. He had just come off of the short-lived TV series Grady over on NBC. Yes, Grady. Good goobly goo, Grady. Fred Sanford's best friend. Also cast were Shirley Hemphill as Shirley the Waitress at Rob's Place, a.k.a. the Soda Shop. And Daniel Spencer, who was Raj's outspoken, annoyingly bratty sister, who was also equally hilarious, D. Daniel Spencer portrayed her. And then you had Mabel King, who portrayed Mrs. Thomas, Mabel Thomas, Raj and D's mom. Mabel Thomas, of course, had a career long before what's happening. You know, she was a great singer. She had done Broadway musicals. And, you know, she had a very long resume already under her belt. So What's Happening made its debut in July 1976 over on ABC. Now, the plan was to check out What's Happening, test it. it, was, it was, there were only four episodes shot. They wanted to test it out with the audiences, and they wanted to see how it would be received. Well, it was received very, very well to the point where NBC, ABC wanted to bring it on board as a weekly series, which they did in November of 1976. Now, what's happening? Definitely a very popular, very well-liked TV show. I mean, if you haven't seen the, e, the not E! True Hollywood Story, there is a, um, if you go to YouTube, there is a, an unsung about what's happening. Just type in unsung, what's happening, it will pop up. It is the best account of what's happening, start to finish. That's where we got a lot of our material from, was from that unsung. So I definitely recommend watching that. But um, the show was, like I said, I mean, people from Shaka Khan to Jimmy Carter were watching what's happening. It was very popular. And at one point in the spring of 1977, it at certain, I read in an interview, not an interview, but an article in an episode, an episode. You can tell I'm still sick, right? But <laughs> I'm getting better. You can tell I'm not fully there yet. But uh, there was an article in Jet Magazine that I read from the spring of 1977, that May. And the article, I saw this on Google Books, and the article said that uh, there were weeks when what's happening was speeding out happy days. And it was time with Barney Miller in the ratings. Now, Happy Days, as of 1977, was the highest rated TV show on television. And what's happening was coming along and actually beating it in certain weeks in the ratings. So the show was really funny. It's still funny. I mean, most of the episodes are on YouTube. If you want to check them out, they're in their entirety. They're uncut. The entire series is available on DVD. I think it's also available on Blu-ray. I think that um, TV One might be carrying what's happening. I'm not sure since I don't have cable anymore. But you still can watch what's happening very easily. Um, Again, the show, very funny. You know, you, you love the friendship amongst Rob. 
Josh Dwayne and rerun. And D, like I said, just so outspoken. And I mean, just, 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 just hilariously funny. Mabel, like I said, very loving, affectionate mother, but she definitely also could be a very firm disciplinarian. And Shirley definitely kept it all together down there at the soda shop. Now, as much as I love what's happening and always have, I must say, watching it now, being middle-aged, I have to admit that they kind of went overboard sometimes with the fat jokes. Sometimes they really made those jokes personal. The writers really would hit below the belt, and it caused problems behind the scenes, particularly with Fred Berry. Fred Berry was bullied in high school for his weight. And when he was getting all of these fat jokes aimed at him on the show, it brought back a lot of unpleasant memories, and he began to act out. He was not the easiest person to work with. Now, the director, Alan Rafkin, Alan Rafkin directed everything from the Dick Van Dyke show to Sanford and Son to One Day at a Time. He wrote a book, I can't think of the name of the book, but in the book, he talks about what's happening. He mentions Fred Berry. And he says that he knew when he, because he directed an episode or two early on in the show's run. And he said when he met Fred Berry, he knew, he said, that one's going to be trouble. Fred definitely, uh, not only were the fat jokes a problem, but he also ended up, you know, becoming addicted to drugs and alcohol. According to Ernest Thomas, because Ernest and Fred were very, very good friends. They were lifelong friends. They became very close. He said that Fred... When he could, when he wanted to be, he was a very nice guy, great person to work with, really good guy. But when he was at his worst, it was not good. And he was very difficult to deal with behind the scenes. He was always complaining. He had a bad attitude. And I mean, he just was very problematic. Now, at one point in the second season early on, both he and Ernest Thomas walked off the show there's this one episode, if you remember it, it's when Roger's dad was running for city council and uh, his dad was portrayed by Greg Morris. You didn't see Roger rerun. That's because they walked off of the show. They said that they did not like the dressing room conditions that they had, that they did, they were not up to par. Like, for example, the dressing rooms of Henry Winkler or Ron Howard or John Ritter or John Travolta. So they walked off of the set and they walked off of the show. Of course, their demands were met, and I think they also got a uh, raise, as a matter of fact. They got an increase in pay, along with better dressing rooms. Also during the second season of the show, uh, Danielle Spencer was involved in a terrible, terrible car accident. Her stepfather was driving, and they were in a horrific accident. Her stepfather was killed, and he basically shielded her from experiencing more of the impact of the accident. She, however, was very badly injured. She was in a coma for a while. She definitely broke some bones and definitely she had a scar on her forehead. She, even to this day, still suffers the effects of that car accident. And so if there, if you notice in the early part of season two, there are some episodes where you don't see D. Well, that's because D was in the hospital. Danielle was in the hospital and she was recovering from the accident. Now there are some people out there. I have read complaints about, well, D in the first season, she was at her best, but the second season she began to, you know, fall off. Well, the girl was in a horrific car accident. Her stepfather was killed. That was very, very traumatic for her. Of course, it was going to take a toll on her. 
And there were times when you, when you see the second season, some of the episodes, you could tell she was kind of in a trance. She did seem distracted. She was not quite as funny as she had been in season one, but you have to give the girl a break. When someone goes through something that very traumatic and that very horrific, and then they were affected, their health was affected, they were physically affected as well as emotionally and psychologically, mentally, you're going to see a difference. So I think that people criticizing this girl who was only 12 years old at the time when all this happened, I think that's very unfair. By season three, though, she had really kind of bounced back a bit. And, you know, she was older. She and Raj were had a better relationship. She wasn't quite as bratty to him. Um, but she was definitely, you know, back more to the old D of season one. But what's happening definitely had its issues behind the scenes. As I said, Fred Berry was definitely a problem. And, of course, like I said, he and Ernest Thomas didn't feel that they were receiving the treatment that the popular white shows on ABC were receiving. And I have to admit... What's happening was treated like a stepchild amongst the ABC roster. The TV shows that ABC cared about in those days were Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, Charlie's Angels, Starsky and Hutch, Donnie and Marie. I mean, those were the TV shows that they did pay the most attention to. And what's happening just did not fall into that same caliber. And they felt this. They didn't appreciate the second, you know, rate treatment. Of course, also, which was a problem, was Mabel King. Mabel King really basically didn't have a lot to do. In my season two, she had even less to do. She basically would go off to work. You know, she was a maid. She'd go off to work. She'd come home. She would deal with Raj and Dee and what they were doing. She was, you know, maternal to rerun and Dwayne. But by season two, as you got in the middle of it, she you really oftentimes didn't see her except very briefly. And that was a waste of her talent and her time. She was a very talented lady. And that was unfortunate that they were wasting her time. But the writers wanted to stay focused on the shenanigans of Raj, Dwayne, and Rerun. They didn't want to really focus on anything else but that. So by midway in season two, she began to complain. She wanted the scripts to be, you know, more improved, more mature. She wanted a storyline for Mabel, Mrs. Thomas. Because if you remember, um, Rod and Dee's dad, Bill, came back into the picture. And he remarried. He remarried Lee. And they showed their wedding in an episode. Dee was not happy about them getting married and all that. Well, I mean, Mrs. Thomas said, well, hey, I'm not saying that Mabel should get remarried like Bill did. But, hey, give Mabel some dates, you know, if give her a steady boyfriend, let's show her going out, having a, a life outside of being a mother and a maid. And of course, the writers, they, you know, they shot that down. They would not work with her. So she had enough. She got fed up. And so she left after the second season. And I must say, I see it now more than ever as an adult. As an adult. The show really lost something without Mabel King. I mean, she was the moral compass of the show. She was the core of it, the rock of it. When you didn't have mama there, something really significant was missing. They tried to put Shirley in that role because they had Shirley move in. She became their boarder and she was kind of, they were trying to fill that void with her, but it wasn't the same. 
Shirley's more like an older sister to Raj and Dee. She was not like a mother to them. So she couldn't fill the void of Mrs. Thomas, nor did she try to, nor did she want to. Shirley Hemphill was very aware of what uh, Mabel King brought to the table, and she was definitely not trying to infringe upon that or take her place. So sure enough, by season three, the ratings did drop after Mabel King's departure. By that point, Raj and Rerun both out of high school. Raj was in college. Rerun was working as a page for ABC. Dwayne was a senior in high school. And Raj and Rerun were roommates. They moved into a brand new apartment. And that's when you bring in, that's when you meet Big Earl and Little Earl and the snake. And personally, I liked, still do, Big Earl and Little Earl and the snake. A lot of people think that that was really when the show jumped the shark, if you will. I disagree. If anything, I think it's realistic. Raj met the snake in college because Snake was on the basketball team. And they met Big Earl and Little Earl. They were neighbors. It makes sense. I mean, you change environments, you're going to meet new people. That, that's just life. It makes sense. It was very realistic, a very realistic approach to bring in some new characters to the show. And of course, I think they also did to try to make up for the lost Mabel King, which now on that end, it didn't work. That, that, you know, was not something that anyone was able to, no one could fill that void. But to say that them bringing in Little Earl, Big Earl, and the snake was a bad idea, I disagree with that. Don't agree with that at all. But anyway, the ratings were still not bad. I mean, um, in the early days, in the earlier, you know, uh, weeks and time, seasons of the show, um, it used to follow Welcome Back, Cotter. That was a great line. I remember that very, very well. Welcome Back, Cotter, then what's happening. That was great. And then they switched it over to Saturday nights for some reason. And I don't know why they did that, but it didn't work. So they put it back on Thursday nights. And then in its third season, it followed the brand new hit show of 1978, Mork and Mindy. Mork and Mindy was the biggest hit uh, new TV show of the fall of 78, 1978-79 TV season and what's happening followed. I watched that too. And again, a great lineup. Now, speaking of when they went to Saturday nights, this was when they had the Doobie Brothers episode. This was January 1978. Very, very well. My cousin and I watched the second half of it together. And I remember my grandpa, my grandfather uh, was passing through because we were at my grandparents' house. And they were showing the concert, you know, because the Snoopy Brothers, a couple of them or one of them attended, you know, the old high school where the kids went and they came back to do a concert, you know. Um, and, you know, uh, Pat Simmons was on TV He's one of the Doobie Brothers. He's the one who was singing lead of the song Blackwater. He sings lead on that song. And he had all this really long, gorgeous, thick hair. My grandfather had a fit. It was so it was so funny. He was so old-fashioned. And he's like, oh, no man's hair should be that long. And that's a disgrace. He's going on and on. And then he, he left the room. But it was so funny. The Doobie Brothers episode is classic. I um, mean, it's a two-parter episode. I mean, Rerun gets these tickets for the concert from Al Dunbar. And Al Dunbar wants him to record the concert. That's illegal. It's called bootlegging. And it's just a great episode. If you haven't seen it, both parts are on YouTube. And if you haven't, if you have seen it, um, want to see it again, it's definitely worth, worth watching again. It definitely is what's happening at its best. And there's so many funny lines and so many funny scenes in that two-part episode. Definitely go check that out ASAP because it is hilariously funny. 
Um, but by 1979, the ratings were still not bad, and it would have been easily renewed for another season. It would have been back for the 1979-1980 season. But here's what happened. Fred Berry wanted more money, and he wanted an astronomical amount of money from what I understand. And so he pulls Ernest Thomas in it with him. Now, the other cast members were not involved in it, but he and Ernest, they were involved in this together. And so Fred just really went off the rails. He went so far as to call the producers of the show racist. And the producers of the show were Jewish. And they really resented being referred to as racist. So they had a meeting. You know, there was a meeting amongst the cast and the producers. It didn't go well. And so they asked Fred Berry, they asked the cast, are are y'all saying that we're racist? Fred Berry decides to jump in and be spokesperson all of a sudden for the cast of the show. Yeah, they said it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think anyone else said this. From what I have been, from what I've read on Google Books, from what I saw in the Unsung, I don't think anyone else said that they were racist except for Fred. I don't even know if Ernest Thomas felt that way. I think this was this was solely Fred Berry on his own. But he pulled everybody in it, and he started to play spokesman for everyone. And he's all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, we all said it." The producer said, "Oh, okay. Well, since you all feel that way, we don't want you working for racists. So you know what?" We're just going to cancel the show right now. And we're going to bring it to an end. So the show was immediately canceled. Had nothing to do with the ratings. Had nothing to do with Big Earl, Little Earl, the snake, the, even the departure of Mrs. Thomas. The show would have definitely lasted at least another season, maybe two. But after the racist insults, the show was immediately canceled and it ended in April of 1979. I think the last episode aired on April the 8th. 1979. I personally was devastated. For years, I didn't know why it ended, but I was very, very, very upset about what's happening coming to an end. I was not happy about that at all because I love what's happening, love watching it every week. And my favorite character on the show was always Raj. And I was just very, I liked everybody, of course, but Raj was my favorite. And I was so upset when the show ended. I was absolutely devastated. Very, very, very heartbroken. So anyway, the show ends and I mean, the cast, they go in their different directions and you really don't see anybody for years. I mean, Shirley Hempel had a a short-lived TV show on ABC called One in a Million. It didn't last long. There are a few episodes on YouTube. It's about a cab driver who inherits a million dollars and she's trying to adjust to, you know, being, you know, having this money. But again, it didn't last very long, unfortunately. Um, Haywood Nelson was in an episode of The White Shadow in the fall of 1979. I won't go into what the episode is about, but, um, you didn't see really anyone else. The one you did see though was Mabel King. Mabel King went on to do The Jerk with Steve Martin. She was in The Wiz with Diana Ross and Michael Jackson and Nipsey Russell. She was in an episode of Barney Miller. She was in some episodes of Match Game. She's the one you did see. Her career was thriving after she left What's Happening. So you were seeing her a lot. But no, you didn't really see anybody else, unfortunately, for a long time. By 1984, 85, though, What's Happening was doing very well in syndication. I mean, it was 
like The Brady Bunch, Gilligan's Island, one of those TV shows that got better ratings in syndication than it did when it was, you know, in its original network run. So by 1985, the ratings were so good that they decided to bring it back, do a sequel called What's Happening Now? This uh, series was in syndication. It didn't make it to either of the networks. It was in syndication. We watched it on Saturday afternoons. It ran from 1985 to 1988. And I was thrilled. We all were thrilled to, that what's happening was coming back. And uh, it basically picked up, you know, where, you know, what happened to everybody. You know, Rod had gotten married. He married the lovely Nadine, portrayed by Anne Marie Johnson. Rerun was a car salesman. Dwayne was working like for like a computer firm or something. Dee was in college. Mrs. Thomas had gotten remarried and moved to Arizona. Shirley was still in the neighborhood. The soda shop had closed down. And she wanted to reopen it, but she needed, you know, someone to go in with her. So Raj went in with her and they reopened the soda shop and they managed it and they ran it. So basically it was just kind of like what's happening, um, you know, the cast back as adults. My complaint is that they didn't stay true to the original show because you didn't see Mrs. Thomas. You did see their dad come back for an episode, but where was his wife, Lee? You didn't see some of the other characters in the original show, like Marvin, who worked on the school newspaper. You didn't see Angela, who was portrayed by Debbie Allen. Not Angela. Uh, What was her? Diane. Debbie Morgan portrayed Diane. And she was a recurring character in the original series. She was portrayed by Debbie Morgan. I called her Angela because I'm thinking about all my children. (laughs) But yeah, you didn't see her. You didn't see Rob from Rob's place. You didn't see Rerun's sister, Donna, her brother-in-law. I mean, uh, her husband, Ike, Rerun's brother-in-law. You didn't see Big Earl, Little Earl. You didn't see the snake. The repeal from the original show, they could have brought back that they never did. You didn't see Rerun's brother, um, Dewey. You didn't see any of these people. And I thought that that was a real insult, you know, real slap in the face to the original. I still feel that way. Um, but, uh, here's what happened in season two. At the end of season one, rather, everything was going well. Fred Berry, he, once again, he wants more money. Now this time, Ernest Thomas stayed out of it and Fred Berry was on his own. Fred Berry was going at it again with the producers. He wanted more money, blah, blah, blah. And so they fired him. So for the rest of the show's run for, uh, seasons two and three rerun was not there. There was no reference made as, as I recall to what happened to rerun. You just stopped seeing it. But, um, what's happening now, like I said, not a bad show, but again, I would have loved to have seen some of the original, some of the other characters from the original show come back at least for an episode. I know they had this one episode, I think in season, one or two where Raj's old nemesis named Buddy was back. Now, Buddy was portrayed by Meshach Taylor, who went on to be on Designing Women. Buddy bullied Raj allegedly all through high school. But here's the thing. In the original show, there was no Buddy. Raj was not being bullied in high school in the original show. So again, they did not stay true to the original Instead of bringing this buddy character in, they should have, like I said, brought back Marvin, brought back Diane, brought back Rob. You know, Rob could have been working there with, you know, Raj and and Shirley at Rob's place, or at least he could just come back for a visit. So that is my primary complaint about what's happening now, even more so than Rerun not being there for the last two seasons. And yes, I must admit, 
the show did lose a lot when Rerun was not there. D was not there um, regularly either. uh, D was in college for Rio. Daniel Spencer was really in college. She would later on become a veterinarian, which she still is today. But she would pop up periodically. It was always great to see D. I loved still do the D episodes because it was just great to see D back. Um, But yeah, after D not being there on a regular basis and then the rerun was gone, it was just, it was, it was kind of boring. But I kept watching it. Watched it until it ended in 1988. Um, why it ended? Well, I think the ratings kind of fell off a little bit. I think it was just kind of time. In the last season, Martin Lawrence joined the show. Um, I can't remember his character's name or anything. He and another guy, they joined the show. But uh, I think that the right was kind of on the wall, to be honest. I think that's why the show ended in 1988. Sadly, what's happening has lost um, several cast members. Mabel King and Shirley Hemphill both passed away in 1999. Mabel King had a very serious bout with diabetes. She had both of her legs amputated, I think, also. She lost, um, I think, one of her arms as well, I believe. And um, she was pretty much wheelchair-bound, bedridden. And she died, I believe, at the age of 66, very young. Shirley Hemphill, I believe, had kidney disease. I think that's what I remember reading. And she died at 52 years old. She was actually found dead in her home. She'd been dead for a couple of days when her gardener passed by and discovered her, um, you know, dead in her apartment or dead in her house. In 2003, Fred Berry died at the age of, I believe he was 52, 53. He died of a stroke. Fred Berry had had a terrible diet for many, many years. And he decided that he was going to, you know, get his, you know, clean up his act and get his life together, get off the drugs, the alcohol, which he did. But unfortunately, I think the damage had been done. Speaking of Fred Berry, I forgot to mention this. There was uh, at one point, Fred Berry lost a lot of weight. They had gone on hiatus. The show was on hiatus. He lost quite a bit of weight. And he came back and the producers were like, well, hey, what, what happened? What'd you do? You, you, got, you got to put that weight back on. You have to be fat. Rerun isn't funny without being fat. So see, that's another reason why Fred Berry, no doubt, was acting out. Because, I mean, you know, they were forcing him, first of all, all these fat jokes. And then you're forcing him to, to gain weight back, which that's ridiculous. I heard a similar thing happen or tried to happen over on The Facts of Life with Mindy Cohn, who portrayed Natalie. Show went on hiatus. This was in the mid-80s. Mindy lost a lot of weight. The producers were like, what, what, what happened? What'd you do? You, you're, you, you know, you're a lot smaller. You got to put the weight back on. Mindy and her mother went to the producers and they really put their foot down and they refused for her to put that weight back on. And, you know, Mindy did not put the weight back on. She refused to do it. And her mother stood there with her and they really dug their heels in deep and the producers relented. They backed down. So, you know, I wish that Fred Berry had done that same thing. I wish he would have done the same thing, um, you know, that Mindy did. But uh, I think, like I said, I'm not defending all of Fred's actions. Fred was definitely difficult. I mean, he was difficult on what's happening now. You know, he was this very difficult person. He, you know, stardom does that to a lot of people. They can't handle it very well. 
He felt he was the star of the show because Rerun was Rerun was super funny. Rerun could dance. He was funny. He had a lot of great funny lines. And I love Rerun. I love Rerun to this very day. But he thought he was the star of the show and it went to his head. So not only was it about the weight issue, but it was also about fame. Um, actually, there were people, I don't know who, but I don't know who the quote-unquote people were, but there were people who were upset with Ernest Thomas attending Fred Berry's funeral, which I think that's unfair. They were friends. Not that everything that Fred Berry did was right, and Ernest Thomas didn't agree with a lot of the things that Fred Berry did, but he had a right to go to his friend's funeral if he wanted to. So they were going way overboard with telling him that he was wrong for attending his memorial. But yes, um, Fred Berry, Mabel King, Shirley Hemphill, nothing but mad respect for each and every one of them. So as the rest of the cast, Ernest Thomas is still with us, as is Haywood Nelson and Daniel Spencer. So uh, what's happening? Again, love, love that show. Still love it today. It still makes me crack up laughing. Still have lots of laugh out moments watching the show. And it was definitely a thrill to be able to do this episode about what's happening right now today. So that will bring this episode of Two Sisters in a TV to a close. I'm glad I didn't start hacking because I've had a hacking cough. Thankfully, that did not happen. I had my water here next to me in case I did start having a coughing episode, but I did not, thankfully. So I'm very relieved about that. But we will be back with a brand brand new episode very, very soon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your time. And thank you for joining us as we took a look back at what's happening and what's happening now. So until our next episode, until it drops, we'll see you all then.